Hello and welcome to a very special Talking Baseball, the Thunder Down Under episode. Storielli Moylan, BBD. Let's talk some baseball today, baby. Week and a half to go? What? Yeah. Hello and welcome back to Talking Baseball. It's that time of the year. Uh, the playoffs are sneaking up on us. No, they're not. The White Sox have finally been buried uh, after about five months of that and making us think that maybe they won't. They did good on the Guardians. We got to give them a lot of love. Uh, Peter Moylan, you have a way with words. You have a way with that whole mouth of yours. <laughs> I figured we'd get it started going early, Look, man. Let's we have did some get fun close. today. We did get close in Arizona. You are right. Yes. Yep. Uh, yep. How are you doing, man? And, and, and you're so right that right before this, and I want to check with you earlier in the year because, you know, we were talking about how deep into recap should we get and things like that. A lot of these series don't matter anymore. Right. Judge and Pujols are chasing history. The NL yeah. wild card is a lot of fun. Your Braves and the Mets is electric. The White Sox getting the stake driven through their chest. Outside of that, we're getting ready for the playoffs. A lot of teams are getting ready for the playoffs. It's that time of year. It is. And there's only one team that's really kind of set themselves up wholly, and that's Los Angeles. But I'm not sure. We still have a fight on our hands, which is really interesting, honestly. The fact that the Braves and Mets can't win or lose on different days, which is typical for that time of year. But it's just they won't they won't falter. They they just we have been playing great baseball. The Mets have been playing great baseball. And it just sets up for what I think is going to be a really good run towards the end, especially if that last game, we got a series against them at home, three-game series at home coming up, end of the year. If we're within a game and a half, two games, like that's that's what you regular season baseball should be about. You know what I'm saying? And that's where, albeit happy for the Dodgers to have a 7,000-game lead, that it's kind of boring in the West, you know? Yeah, and it's I I feel like we're a race short this year. Like the the NL East, uh, like you're saying, is going to be awesome. You know, Braves fans are in an interesting place right now because they're peacocking, and they should because they won it all last year. They've run that division for the last I don't know if you want to chop it up to 25 years or so. Uh, <laughs> you can say that, and the Mets who have you know been. Little brothered a lot in their recent history, whether Yankees or Braves in division, man. I mean, with that's with a good point. With how good that team has been, you know, I I know, seen a lot of comments that Braves fans are still walking tall. Like, hey, you know, we're as with that three game set in Atlanta to pull the rug out on the full Mets season in Buck and Scherzer. I mean, that is demonic. I mean that's the that's the game plan, obviously. Right. <laughs> but if when you put it that way, I kind of I don't want to throw my hat in. Yes, that's no, but it's yeah. that's that's it. And and look, Spencer Strider this week came in and 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 was reporting a little bit of an issue with the side. How serious that is, 
I don't know. Yeah. I'm not privy to that kind of information, even though people may think that I am. I don't know whether that was just a way to line up the starters you want to line up against the Mets. It, uh, you know, we'll see. But mm. the other thing, we have to take care of business. We have to take care of business against the Phillies and the Nats this week before that even happens for it to become the series that we want it to. Yeah, and th the injury thing is so, so interesting, man. And I, I don't know, may maybe it's getting older. Maybe it's being on the pulse of it more. I think baseball has also evolved that, you know, yet a lot of teams had their starting lineup, and if a guy was really hurt, he'd he'd be out of the lineup. But if he was mm. not, he'd still play. Yeah, guy, you know, 80%, yeah. One of the things that I, I got more familiar with, and I, I, I don't think this is revealing uh, – too, too much, uh, but there's a lot of players that if you go through their baseball reference and they are normally a certain level of ball player and there's one year where they're not, usually it's injury-related. Um, and I, I think there's less of that because now I think players understand it hurts their value and, you know, playing hurt isn't what it used to be. But there are so many around the league guys that it, – it drives Jimmy nuts when we do our Yankee stuff, but, like – Zach Britton just rejoined the Yankees yesterday. He hasn't pitched all year. When he is at his best, he is one of the best relievers. I like go check out the seasons. That's right. it's not even hyperbole. I've, I've watched I've watched that sinker for years and years and years and years. It's the best. It was the best in the game for a multiple years in a row. And there's a couple that rival it now. And we have no idea if he's going to be coming out in eighth innings for the Yankees or if he's right. not going to be on the playoff roster. And I feel like each of these playoff teams have guys, like you just mentioned, Strider. Is it, are they doing a dance to line him up properly or is there something going on? And that right. very much would change the Braves' outlook. Wow. But the fact that it's... Yeah, you're you're right. Like we have just had the discussion this week about how you line up the rotation with those four guys. And I remember the conversation you had where you say, okay, Freed's number one. Then where do you go? Do you go Strider number two? Kyle Wright number three, Charlie Morton, who, as you remember, has been one of the best pitchers in playoff history. I mean, it's that would change everything. Yeah. And it's one the Aussie Albies thing. Although it was expected that he was going to get some at-bats and be ready for playoffs, we didn't know what we lost at that point. He'd already missed 81 games. He was back for two. The devastation of that punched us in the gut, obviously. But we were able to move on just like we did last year. And that's the biggest key is that the teams that can adapt the quickest and, and find a replacement or just move on without are the ones that are going to have success. Well... Peter, let's get it. I mean, we're already in it, but let's let's get further in. I know that's an issue you and I have had previously. And this episode of Talking Baseball is brought to you by Shady Rays. Pete, I know you know. Uh, I mm. mean, just having flashbacks to the All-Star game where Shady Rays had us all pimped out. I've got a couple of them here. I got my ball player shades just in case, you know. Uh, Never know when you're going to get that call. Throw me out at shortstop. I will make the play. Mm -hmm. uh, Shady Rays, they are backed by their every pair lost and broken replacement guarantee. If you lose or break a pair, even on day one, they will send you a brand new pair. You're basically getting Shady Rays for life, Sonny's, and with code talking. 
50% off two plus pairs of premium polarized shades at shadyrays.com. And this is the, I'd say this is the number one, like, you know, friends and family in my life that like, they obviously support what I'm doing and what I'm about. And, you know, don't, you know, if I, I always used to laugh when we were just doing Yankee stuff, people would be like, oh, I'll have to check it out. And I'd be like, if you're not a Yanks fan, you're not. Don't right. check out talking Yanks. You're not gonna now that we do baseball and silly stuff, there's there's more stuff for everyone. Shady Rays is the number one thing that I'll see I'll see a friend or a family member and they'll be like, Hey, Jake, look at these. Got my shady rays. Cause code talking fifty percent off two plus pairs of premium polarized shades. It may be the best offer at the company, Pete. It is. I've taken full advantage of it. <laughs> I would have them down here, but they're all in my car. Yeah. You're a, are you a sunglasses every day kind of guy? I had no idea. So funny story. Yeah. I did the day game on Wednesday, 1220 game. I left my shades in the car. And by the time I couldn't look at this, the monitor in front of me because it was so bright. Our desk is white. So the sun was <laughs> pouncing off that. It was a nightmare. So yes, I'm a sunglasses every day guy. I, uh, I've become it. Um, the only thing I don't like, there's a lot of whispers around the office when I walk in with the Sunnies. That it's like, oh, Jake. Big one. Jake had another night. Big uh, one. Come on, guys. I've got a dog, fiance. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy anymore. Uh, <laughs> unless there's a good night to be had. Uh, Peter, let's, um, let's finish off the, the NL East a little bit. Cause it's, and, and maybe that'll bring us to the wild card a little bit, because that is the the most you consume. You, if people don't know, I mean, you know, Peter is a a delicious man who understood the energy of John Boy Media. Uh, you know, pretty pretty early on. If I begged year be and a half ago, two years ago, something like that, and uh, now you're calling games, TV, radio, pre and post. Hello. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. I'm very recognizable. My Q rating in Atlanta has gone up. I'll be honest with you. Like, I don't know what that means, but people say that. The the mix of like that, the Southern hospitality of Atlanta and like the Aussie and like you, I think last time we had you here, you talked about connecting the Braves generations a little bit because you yeah. played with right. connecting some Braves teams. Um, the Braves and the Mets, I've been kind of on a new stance where... I think if you throw the Dodgers, Braves, and Mets in a pot or the same division, in a regular season, maybe the Dodgers lineup plays every day more than those other teams. But playoff baseball is different. And kind of like what you were alluding to, I'm, I have a little bit iron sharpens iron. Um, I don't know which team it is. If you told me I get the Braves and the Mets versus the field in the National League, I would take it. I think right. one of those teams is going to go this October. So I, I guess in is there any recent developments? I know you mentioned the Strider injury, but anything that's changed your overlying view of Mets and Braves going forward? No, I think it's going to be a dogfight. I think I under I said this all the time. I underestimated the Mets and I underestimated Peter Alonso. I underestimated the Buck Showalter effect, um, but I just think that what they've done all year. They've 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 been up against it as well. Like yeah. it's it's a different it's a different squad than we've seen in the past. But the Dodgers last year, the Braves beating the Dodgers 
gave them the idea that it's possible. Before that, it was like that was the big thing right. that we had to punch through. And they've done that now. So I think that's kind of opened everybody's eyes a little bit. Um, their starting pitching for me is still the only real question. But, um, you yeah, know, we'll see. It's playoffs, man, as you said. The Brave starters or the Mets starting pitching? I'm talking about the Dodgers starting pitching. Oh, the Dodgers. Yeah, it's it's a mental hurdle, man. I, I feel rude when I talk about it. And it's I, I also feel... I'm... I'm not always this way, but it's it's being a sports fan, which I, I know you're a big sports fan in mm. general, that things are never as black and white as we try to make them out to be, that I'm now seeing the Dodgers like, well, you know, those starting pitching, it's, it, it's tough to believe in those guys over DeGrom and Scherzer or, you know, the, the Braves crew that you just mentioned who you could line up those guys for almost any four games and feel good about it. And yet, I, I think the Dodgers end up laughing when they hear that because I'm double-checking right now, but I believe too. they have the number one starting ERA and whip this year. <laughs> you know? Uh, I know. So it, it's funny that we we harp on that as a weakness. And by the way, Clayton Kershaw is back. Julio Urias is that dude. Um Heen Dog and Tyler Anderson have been very good uh, with Dustin May back as well. So uh, it's interesting because we do have that old playoff mentality, and it's been proven. It's bona fide that if if your starters give you that special Verlander-esque effort, but at the same time, I mean, 2020 Dodgers, they bullpen some games essentially, That you and even bullpen, your Braves, right? You can bullpen your way through games still. That's the thing, and that bullpen's real, and that's why, look, Yes, ideally you want to have the three big guns to throw out there, but teams have done it in the past where they don't have to do that. Yeah. So, and we've seen it too many times for me to just throw it out of that way too. Do you um for Atlanta? Do you feel there's a team that's a bad matchup? I I I I feel like that doesn't work as well in baseball because, like you said, I mean playoffs, dogfight. Eventually, you got to get your hits and you got to get outs. It's not like a a football team where there's this team's got a really good passing attack and this team's got good pass rushers. Like it doesn't right. necessarily work like that. No, you're right. I don't think there is. I think it's I think it's whoever can get on a run and not just during the playoffs. It starts now. Like it's the confidence that you build going into playoffs starts right now. Yeah. So you've got to get on a, and the Bravos bats have gone a little quiet last few days, but when Everybody questions what's going on. Like everybody's kind of waited for that period to to hit, and when it does, it's only a couple of days, and then they bounce back and they win. Off, they win eleven in a row. You know, it's just that's the, what the team does. It's weird. It's and it's a sick sport. I mean, you know, our Yanks compare their lineup from two weeks ago. Uh, it's insane what what that looked like and felt like. And even uh, Cardinals. Uh, I didn't know how much Cardinals would be discussed. This episode, and they they deserve to. I mean, they, they ran away with the Central, which nobody fully expected. They expected either the the Brewers to have it or at least be in a dogfight for most of the years. They ran away with it. They just went through, I think, 47 innings with only one, I think it was one unearned run. Uh, yeah, man, they just went, they, they were close to the major league record, and then I, I think someone hit a solo shot to get them out of it. But when you hear that, a, what? Right. You, you, Goldschmidt, Arenado, 
all their young dudes. But that's the sixth sport we play. And they gave you beta. Yeah. Yeah. And we, that's, uh, man, what a great sport. <laughs> what a it's great a, sport. And this is the whole point is that throw any of those teams, not just National League, but you throw the American League teams in there as well. And it's, it's, it's going to be a really insane playoffs. And then you throw in that there's no, there's no off days for the first round. Like this, yeah. sorry, the, the, the five straight thing is going to, that's going to play into it. You can't have the same bullpen guys going out there every single day. They're not going to go five in a row. You've got to pick and choose your battles, man. They, uh, another thing, and I, you know, I, I don't want us to do a full hot buttony radio show, but I, I do think the NL is deeper than the AL. Um, the, cause when you think about it, the White Sox, who we'll get to in a little bit, they were supposed to be one of the powers of the American League, and they're not mm. even going to be at the dance. Um, and and I guess just the Blue Jays, people forget what this was supposed with the Blue Jays. This was supposed to be their division. Yeah. Um, and and they've been out of it all year. So uh, I and they they didn't make the dance last year. So the Blue Jays, I guess they can prove it this year, and I can buy in because I I still love their talent. Uh, right. The Rays are the Rays. To. They're going to be the Rays. The Guardians are so young and they're fun, and I'm I'm loving the energy they bring. But and I I guess the Mariners. I have the same Blue Jays caveat. Like I love Julio. I love their pitching staff. Uh, their lineup is deep too. Their bullpen is gross. Yeah. But they're a team that hasn't been to the playoffs in in two decades. Where the National League, we just did Mets Braves. The Dodgers are a factory. Even the Cardinals, like, if you told me, you know, seven-game series, Cardinals-Jays, Cardinals-Rays, Cardinals-Guardians, Cardinals-Mariners, I might lean Cardinals, and they are the clear four team, uh, if not a Phillies discussion. I, Phillies. Imagine if San Diego... Right. Can uh, Soto can Soto hasn't even shown up in San Diego yet, yeah. from what I understand. And I know I feel like for someone that was shoved Soto highlights every single night in my face for m the majority of his career in Washington. Now I don't hear a thing about Juan Soto. Yeah, it's amazing. And I went and checked out his numbers. And the Nationals were just in, and there was at one point there was he had the worst eighteen game or sixteen game stretch as far as on base plus slugging or whatever. It was just a horrible stretch for him, worst of his career. And I just I just really hope that he's able to find it again. But imagine if they get hot. Yeah, and I I, I Soto, you're right. I think to start September, I mean, you can chop up his numbers. He was three for 37. Like, it's, uh, and yeah, if I can add in a couple games before that too. He's had a couple good nights since. Um, Arizona and St. Louis, he's, he's looked like Juan Soto, which like you're saying, then what do you do with that? Because the starting pitching that that team has been getting, Snell is out of his mind. Yeah. Um, I, I've loved their starting pitching from the start of the year that, yeah. Has Hader been better? Has Hader been more hater like let me check that out i should check that out i'll check that out the last i saw he was he was coming around i don't know if that's hater like or what that is but it could be 70 percent, and it's still decent it looks like his last five have been scoreless okay so 
And he's gotten us he's gotten the save in four of those five games. And the other one was a scoreless scoreless Nine. in the ninth. So Yeah, man. They are and and you're right, man. There's a weird media thing. East West, everyone already kind of knows it, but I I guess we the vert my comparison would be Machado. Uh, Machado mm. was on the Orioles, and we saw him a lot, and then he signed the big contract with the Padres. Just hit his 30th, by the way. And we gave him a little like, hey, see you when we see ya, which might be never because it's San mm. Diego, not to be shots fired, but not a team known for their winning baseball. And then he was back on the map, and it was like, all right, let's see it. But that would be a great story arc that hasn't been really considered at all because, A, this team could be out of the playoffs with a bad series and Milwaukee gets hot. Right. But there could also be a hero arc here that is Machado and this pitching staff that was built for this year and Juan Soto. All the drama after last year and they were supposed to be the team to beat the Dodgers and it all fell away. This beloved team, Slam Diego and how right. fun it was. People partying in the streets. And that hasn't even been a thought in our head because they're the sixth team in the National League. The National League is stacked. It's stacked. But you've also got the Astros who are pretty decent at the moment and your Yanks have turned it around despite everybody who says the same thing every year about the August Yankees. It's just there's an electricity that's around that club at the moment that you've got to feel pretty good about. How are you... uh... Well, let me get the. We'll talk some cuts real quick. Um, a friend of ours, uh, his name rhymes with icky ass. Mm. Uh, he's a big cuts guy. <laughs> Got beebs with that one. Uh, he also he also has a five k uh, going on this weekend. If if he any does. of you guys follow follow Nikki Cass, uh, I think you could still donate and stuff. It's it's for charity. It's for his aunt, I believe. It's it's uh. Uh, a good cause, so go check that out. He is a cuts guy, along with how about these guys, Bryce Harper? Whoops. He'll be he'll be playing October baseball, we think. Uh, Walker Bueller, his team will be playing October baseball, and even that guy Mariano Rivera, uh, he's a cuts guy. I mean, he could he could come back at any point. I'm sure <laughs> he could get outs. He would get outs. Uh, cuts makes performance apparel for the modern professional, and they're quickly becoming. A go-to clothing brand. They've perfected the art and science of men's shirts so you can throw one on and look great without ever thinking twice about it. Every cut shirt is designed to provide a perfectly tailored fit, insanely comfortable. Um, whether they've got their polos, their tees, the long sleeve, Henley, hello, short sleeve, crew neck. They've got it. They've got the quality. Check out cuts and get 15% off your first order by going to cutsclothing.com slash baseball. That's cutsclothing.com slash baseball. 15% off the only shirt worth wearing. Um, Peter, I, I wanted to get that in because I was, I was going to bring us to a slippery conversation that knowing you and me, we could end up talking for the next three weeks on it. Judge and Pujols, man. I, I know it's it's been talked about, and it's going to be talked about a lot more, especially when yep. that, that big fella hits his next couple and the other big th fella in that goddamn barrel chest he has, Albert Pujols. Um, I guess, 
let's do Judgy. I'd love to get your perspective on the whole thing. And yeah, uh, just another thing that I didn't know if I was leaning into something too hard was uh, that they're being compared. They're happening at the same time, right? Like, right. Uh, and which is greater? Is that what they're? Yeah, I mean, I I, I don't fully want to do that. I. I guess I saw everyone doing that the judge is greater, and I was like, well, I get it. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. You see all those names and 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 take out the steroid guys if you want to do that, and where judge's landing is as rare air as you get. But I think the Pujols air is, is just as rare. So uh, let, let's start with Judgey and just how you're appreciating and taking in the whole thing. Well, it's incredible. You know that... Uh... I watch mainly National League, but it's hard to ignore what's happening over there, especially because of the comparison with Shohei and Judge that's happening, that's happened all year to this point. And I feel like he's just decided to say, well, how, let me just put an exclamation point on me being MVP. The way that he's done it, he's 20 home runs above the next guy. Yeah. That, when was the last time that had ever even come close to having that kind of separation? from the first and second guy, first of all, he plays defense like we saw last night. Yes. As good as anyone in right field, which people don't even talk about. I think that he's doing, and the way that the media has gone around it too, it's not just, like John Heyman is is writing something almost every day talking about how this is the greatest season he's ever seen. And he's seen his fair share of seasons. So I have to just take the what other people are saying about the on a daily basis and and look at it and and know how much they've seen and realize that it's something really special. It's it's unreal and it it's so unreal because you even I'll still get it sometimes, man. Like when he comes to the plate and, you know, they show a player stats on the year and I saw a 60 pop up. I was like, geez, that's I've never like seen that. Like since, you know, since since the steroid era, uh, which is obviously its own thing for another time. But um, it's unreal. And he's going for the triple crown and he's playing defense in right field in a contract year, by the way. Which he turned down mega, mega dollars at the start of. And he's probably going to get himself another buck 50 or so. Um, and by the way, uh, his wife came up to me and Joe's at the game yesterday and said, love, love what you guys do. So, I mean, if, wow. that, if it doesn't get cooler than that, um, I don't know. She was awesome. Thank you, Sam. Um, that... You're right that we're starting to get into those little details that you tell, or not even little details, but the things that make it fun, like breaking the home run record, incredible. But like you're saying, outdoing the pace by 20. It's not a year where home runs are getting hit. The thing that I think should be hammered home more, he's played center field for Mm. most of the season, which he hadn't really played before this year. And it's not... It's not the outfield. When we do our all-JM teams, we specify that you need a center fielder, and he is 6'7", 282, played a nice center field. And how often do we talk about guys playing, quote-unquote, out of position, and we're like, well, you know, their hitting stats are a little down this year, but he's, you know, he, he's trying to play second base this year, and he's been a third. You know, he's, he's thinking about it in the field. Right. How about the opposite? Two things. 
right? Where would the Yankees be right now without the year that Aaron Judge has had with everything else that's gone on? Second of all, about the defense thing, we brought Michael Harris up purely and simply to shore up the defense because we had Adam Duval, who was a gold glove left fielder, playing center field, and that wasn't doing it. So to imagine a right fielder who's just shifted over there, it's not easy. Yeah, There's only a couple of people like Cody Bellinger does it with ease. He goes from first base to center field like it's nothing. But there's not a lot of people that can do that. He's uh, it, It's awesome. I couldn't be happier for the dude. I can't, I'm dreading and so excited for his free agency. I mean, you want to talk about... You know, my, my guy, John Boy, one of his favorite things about baseball is being in the stands and having the conversations of baseball, whether it's in that at-bat and, oh, 2-1, he just threw a slider, is he going back to the fastball? Or, I mean, you talk about eavesdropping on conversations, what the big fella is going to bring in this offseason, whether it's Yankees, Mets, Giants, whoever your team is, that if, if they've got that bankroll, um, I'm so interested to see the process. Um, and <laughs> I'm there's normally two not... guys. What's that? There's two guys, Jacob DeGrom and Aaron Judge, that could both get record contracts for each of their positions. Yeah. Two new... As an average yearly, I'm thinking. Two New York free agents. Uh, that's... Uh... That is going to be fun. We're, we're not fully there yet. I'm... Uh... I'm excited to see Judge do this. I was in the building last night. He gave us a scare. He gave us a scare, Pete. It was uh the night before. That that the the night of the Grand Slam. Yeah. I mean, I've you were emotional. Yeah. That Have you spoken about that on on, on anything since? Uh, because a, a little bit on talking Yanks, uh, obviously. Right. Uh but no, I, I think it would be good to bring it here and, and say that when we first started talking Yanks and whenever we do a question episode, engagement, crowd building, you know, one of the ones that would be a regular one is like favorite Yankee game you went to growing up. And BBD's probably heard this answer now eight to ten times um, that when we used to go, like I grew up in Connecticut, getting to the Bronx wasn't super easy, like a uh, single mom that... You know, she'd bring me and my sister. We'd go to a Yankee Sunday day game, which during the Yankees dynasty, by the way, that would be the rest day that they could earn. So, like, we'd go to these day games. Posada would be at first. Like, Bernie or Jeter would be sitting. Or O'Neal, like, one, of the, DH one of the big guys would be getting their rest day because they, yeah. you know, they just had a five-in-one week and they're going to rest one of their veteran guys. So, like, my memories weren't that great. I, they were great. <laughs> But I didn't see a lot of the special games. Like I don't. I I still haven't been to a Yankees postseason game. Um, I'm I'm hoping to do that this year. That the best sporting event I ever went to previous to last or two nights ago now was uh, I went to a UConn. I'm a big UConn men's basketball fan and women's. But uh, Elite Eight game, UConn, Michigan State. It was when Draymond was at Michigan. It was in Madison Square Garden. Mm. It was a great game. Two great college basketball fan bases. The place was nutty. Um, and my UConn Huskies ended up winning, which was another cool part of that. Uh, that I think two nights ago 
Uh, so, taking one step forward into baseball, we went to the COVID World Series. Uh, so, that was a weird scene in general. Dodgers raise in Dallas mm-hmm. at 20% capacity. So, you got a lot of moving parts there. But the Arosa Reina game where he trips yeah. around third and he stumbles and he gets home, we yeah. were at that. And it was cool. But your heartstrings aren't as there as Judge hitting 60, which, like you're saying... There's going to be other World Series highlights like the Rosarena highlight. I don't know where we'll end up with 60 home runs with the way pitchers are throwing and, and everything else. That, yeah, man, to go from, you know, eighth inning, the Yanks get mowed down, one, two, three, they're down four runs to the Pirates, to seeing someone hit a 60th home run in a season, mm. tying Babe Ruth. And then Stanton, who, by the way, in recent history, when you remove the steroid guys, has 59 in the tank, mm-hmm. which is your leader in the clubhouse in the past, like, 40 years when you take out the steroid guys. Yeah. For him to be in one of the worst slumps of his career and then hit the walk-off, yeah, man, that's, uh, that's a special night. Someone else was controlling that, it feels like. It doesn't feel like it was, it doesn't feel like that should have happened. And just out of interest, what percentage of the crowd left at the top of the ninth? Um, 20%, something like that. Um, That's not bad. That's not bad. That's that's pretty standard, actually. What was, what was the big judge moment? Judge was leading off the ninth inning. Right. So that's a pretty easy. If Judge had popped out, I mean, I think you would have seen eighty percent right. of that remainder heading for the door. And there's no way you win it if Judge pops out. And by the way, I didn't even get romantic about that part yet. the The relief pitcher, which you can speak about, Peter, Will Crow, his one thing that he was trying not to do was to throw, to give up a home run. Mm-hmm. Anything besides a home run was a win. A double was a win against Judge. I'm sorry. A walk would have been fine. No, it wouldn't have. You know it wouldn't have. He would have heard it just as wor- <laughs> That's fair. worse. That's a fair counter. He would have heard a lot of things if he did walk Judge. Correct. I think his dugout would have given him a, <laughs> a that's okay. Quite possibly, yes. But yes, yeah. a lot of a lot of... Uh, ravenous fans in the Bronx would not have been okay with that. Look, and Judge's what? only goal in a four-run game, and he'll lie about it, but he was trying to hit a home run, and for that to happen is just unreal. I'm just glad that he got a strike. I'm just glad that he got a pitch to hit. I, honestly, I think that was the best part of it. Is the fact that I mean, where's the Pirate season going? Just no. Nope. I mean, compete. Don't throw cookies up there, but don't just. Like I, that's I want everybody to to throw to him right now. Obviously, we all do. But and uh, I, it's incredible. And I, like I said, with with Albert, I was, I guess, also being sucked into Yankee Land. I, I was trying to be as romantic, romantic about Albert as I could be. Uh, he's yeah. got a couple lefties coming up. I, I think he's got Heaney and Kershaw. Um, which, if it's Kershaw, how cool would that be? But I, I, I just, anyone that'll listen to me, I try giving them the speech that 
how cool it is that Albert's homered off more pitchers than anyone. That this pitching generation that we are now in, where you mentioned your guy Spencer Strider breaking the record for most, you know, fastest mm-hmm. to 200 strikeouts, that Albert is still doing it. Um, there's, I could make, if I was a Jolly Olive or Foolish Baseball or one of those guys, I could put together a pretty damn good video saying Albert Pujols is the, like the best hitter to play this game. And I can tell you, for me, coming up and joining the Atlanta Braves in 2006, he was the machine Yeah, for a reason. It was like he would get in there and wide stance, crouch down, and you're like, fuck, now the strike zone's this big? Like, and if you put it there, he hit – I got him out a couple of times, but they were missiles. Like <laughs> one of those ones that it almost felt like cartoonish. If my shortstop caught it, I might have carried him to the home run fence. That's how hard it was hit. Like just he just didn't miss. Yeah. And he's continued to, at the age that he is, put together unbelievable swings. And more power to him, because he was done. Yeah. When he left the Angels, there was a lot of people, probably me included, talking about how ah, it's probably the end of it. But look at what he's done and look at what he's continued to do. And he's not doing it where everybody's sitting there going, oh, just just hang it up, man. Right. He's a competitive at bat. He, it's, his stats this year are insane. I mean, a 141 OPS plus. Um, Is that still the highest since he left the Angels? Yes. Unbelievable. Uh, so, yeah, I don't, I don't know what that tells you. But also, like, he didn't come out of the gates just knocking him dead this year. At one point in June, in July, his batting average started with a one. Uh, so you're right, man, and it's where this sport is so, so damn beautiful that, like, anyone should have written him off. For this year, 42 years old, hitting in the ones in July, and then he's gone full bore that it's looking like he's going to get seven bills. And I'm, I don't know. I, I don't want it because people love taking stuff as hot takes. I just want people to know, like, wherever Judge sets the bar this year, there is a chance that that is the easier bar to reach going forward than Albert 700. Right. And I, I just think, I know people are appreciating it, but <laughs> I just want to make sure because I love Pujols. I copied his stance growing up, Peter. That was my We guy. all did. Yeah. We all copied his stance. It was the stance, the copy. It was incredible. It was, it was kind of sneaky swag. It had a little bounce to it, but it wasn't oh, over the top. The bounce was just him showing how much back control he had. Like it was not like a mm. cocky, like it was just I can whip this thing like you've never seen. Just throw <laughs> something close. Yeah. That's what it felt like. Put it in the zone, Moylan. I'll do the rest. Let me just I'll generate the power, you 90 mile an hour throwing son of a biscuit. They're bringing this guy in? Right. That's what it felt like. <laughs> hey, let's do uh because I know we we want to do some, not off the map, but you've got some WBC stuff for us. We still haven't oh, man. really buried the White Sox if we want to do that. Don't need to. And that is brought to us by Muggsy. What do I like doing in my Muggsies? Going to Yankees games. 
playing Blitzball Warham last night. Packed, going to a wedding this weekend, obviously. Packed two pairs of Muggsies. Um, I think I'm going to bust out. I got the, uh, they're kind of a green denim. I think that might be my oh. rehearsal mm. rehearsal dinner pants tonight. We're in the cat skills, so it's, you know, a little. That's a place you can break those out. Yeah, I don't want to say laid back, but, you know, you, you want to be comfortable and stylish, and I think that should be Muggsies' new. Those like, will play there. Promotional code, basically. Uh, they are the best, and you can get 10% off with code John Boy, your entire order at Muggsy.com with code John Boy. Uh, they are jeans, but they are stretch jeans. They are comfortable. If I'm going out to a dinner, I'm putting on my Muggsy. They are the official jean of John Boy himself. They are all he wears. I'm wearing some Muggsies right now. Biebs is mugging it up right now. Mean mugging. No, I don't think Muggsy wants that, but... Uh, you can be mean in them if you want to. If you want, you can do whatever. In that's your on you. Mugsy isn't promising mean people, but do whatever you want in your Mugsies. Code John Boy ten percent off your entire order. Uh, Pete. Yeah. Why don't we do a little WBC? I'd uh, love to because I know how much it gets you jazzed up. Um, I wouldn't be here without the WBC. It's as simple as that. Tell tell the story. Tell okay. the story tight and then bring it into some of the new teams that are going to be in the dance here in a little bit. Real quick, I'll give you the quick version. 2006, I was a pharmaceutical rep pitching for a local baseball team in Melbourne, Australia. I was seen by the then Australian head coach throwing quite well. He invited me to come down and pitch and play first base for the Victorian team. I closed an inning. I hit 96 on the radar gun. I got invited to try out for the World Baseball Classic team, the inaugural one. I made the team, pitched against Venezuela. Next day, I get offered a contract to come and pitch with the Braves. I do that. And now, 16, 17, 18 years later, I'm still here talking about baseball. So without the WBC, I would not have got the exposure that I needed to be able to come back and pitch in the big leagues and meet every one of you guys. It's been wonderful. Now, that leads me to the two teams that have just qualified through the new European qualifications, Great Britain and the Czech Republic, two teams that have never made it to the actual World Baseball Classic before. So when you talk about a whole new level of, okay, the qualifiers are still the WBC, but you don't get the proper uniforms. You stay in a little bit lesser hotels. Right. When you come to the proper WBC, it's Major League Baseball sanctioned and it's the big leagues. So... What an amazing opportunity for two baseball nations that are coming up to get a chance to play against the best in the world. And I think it's just an expansion of this game across the world is is never a bad thing. And the more teams, the more exposure we can get. I was in the Czech Republic, as you guys are well aware, and I noticed that they were doing some really cool things over there. So this isn't a shock to me to see them there. It's awesome. Uh, mm. It's it's incredible baseball in Europe. Um, you know, you you know better than I do, and 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 my friend uh, Jimmy, uh, because cricket, uh, there's a lot of parallels, and it's a it's a sport that's that's been there for a while, and I like a, like most things in life, I think they can live in in unison together, and I I think we're almost call me dumb. Uh, a, a lot of people do, uh, and that's fine. 
Like, it feels like if I had to project a sports story in the next 10 years, like a cricketer that plays baseball. Like, I, I, I don't know if... Because we've had some Formula One, like NASCAR crossover. I, I mm-hmm. know that's not a direct comparison. We've seen rugby players give it a go in the NFL. We messed around with some cricket dudes playing blitz ball, and they had zero problems. Um, yeah. If anything, they were more tuned in than baseball players because, well, blitz ball's bat to ball, and that's kind of all they were about. Mm. But if baseball starts going in Europe, like, we have almost the whole world. Like, we're, I, I know there's, there's things popping up in Africa. Like, it, it can, I think soccer will always be the true global sport. For sure. Football or basketball has done a good job. Baseball can kind of get on their heels a little bit. Well, there's never going to be a lack of talent from any one of those countries. It's just where that talent, it's like in Australia. Major League Baseball or baseball in general probably doesn't get the best athlete pool to choose from because their athletes, the best athletes in Australia, go gravitate towards the popular sports, whether it be Australian rules football, cricket, rugby, basketball, soccer. We're probably down a little bit on the list. If we can raise the popularity across the world and more kids in that talent pool want to start playing baseball instead of the other sports, then we look at a global game. That's that's the key. Yeah. That's uh congrats to the Czech Republic. Yeah. And uh Great Britain. Great Britain. Right? Yeah. How about that? The Queen uh, would have loved it. I'm telling you. The Queen would have loved it. I know. Uh maybe maybe they go on a run. Maybe. Get a queen patch on the jersey, something oh, like that. Could you imagine? Just a crown. Uh, Just crown tattoos all up and down the shins of those players. How are the uh it, any any Aussie boys we should be looking out for? I, I don't want to put you too much on the spot because I know you could also name probably thirty guys. I know I could definitely name thirty guys. And look, I'm waiting for the. I'm, this is not a call out, but I'm right. hoping that Liam Hendricks, Liam Hendricks, commits soon. Mm. We saw Jazz Chisholm commit to the Great Britain yeah. team. So I want to see Liam commit to the Aussie team, but there's a couple of young guys: Robbie Glendening, Aaron Whitefield. You know, there's a there's a ton of guys that are coming through. Curtis Mead would have been on the team, I would assume, but I'd we'll have to see how how his elbow's doing. Um, he's with the Rays and Raken. Um, so look, there's a lot of guys, a lot of veteran guys that are probably going to come back and play too. So I just, if we can put a team together that 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 we're always going to grind out games. That's just what we do. We're going to pitch and we're going to grind out games. How's that? Uh, were you alluding to something else at the end? Is the shoulder feeling good? <laughs> it feels great, but <laughs> I've said this multiple times. My BP is locked in, and I feel like it would okay. be similar if I jumped on to try and get competitive. Yeah, not a lot of not a lot of movement going on. <laughs> Getting the plate, finding the plate, no problem. Maybe too much. I could um, be the mop-up guy that comes in and covers some innings in the blowout game. Yes. That's about all I got left in me. Oh, player coach? Are you kidding me? Um, Jazz Chisholm. I, I don't know if you can bet on this at, at DraftKings or wherever. That Jazz Chisholm Great Britain jersey, that might show up in the John Boy Media office. That might show up at a lot of... That might show up on a lot of college campuses. That might show up at a lot of baseball stadiums. That is going to be... 
<laughs> Legit. Yeah, and that mm-hmm. Queen Crown we talked about. Right. Look, if it shows up, we don't need royalties. Just take it as a gift. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, you know, just put a link in the description to Talking <laughs> Baseball and Muggsy, and we'll be good. Um, Peter, anything else that you need to get off your chest? I know we... um. We didn't talk too much AL. I, I know you mentioned that the Yanks and the Strohs are looking good. And, and like you said, I mean, we're too, you and I are almost too upbeat to talk about where the White Sox season ended this year. But um, Disappointing, obviously. Yeah, it's just, uh, yeah. I don't know what they're doing. I don't, I don't know if there's, I don't know the plan. I just don't, I feel like whatever they've tried hasn't quite worked to this point. So maybe it's time to look in other directions. I don't know. I could be wrong. It's, you wonder what stories are going to come out at the end of the season. You wonder what changes are going to have to be made because still on paper, man, Cease, Lynn, Cueto, Giolito in the bullpen, Hendricks, Graveman, Diekman, Bummer. Um, And then you go to the lineup and it's Moncada, Abreu, Eloy, Andrew Vaughn, AJ Pollock, Yasmani Grandal. It's, um... I, I'm very interested to see what comes out after the season. Uh, and, yeah, you, you hear a lot of people throwing out, I don't want to say lame duck sports terms because I, I think the reason they get thrown out is because it's often a reason it doesn't work. But, I mean, a lot of people are saying it's, it's never felt like a team. It, it's felt like a lot of those guys I just mentioned. But... You know, I, I think Ozzie Guillen had a, a viral thing going around today. And, you know, Ozzie Guillen can, can get hot in front of a microphone with, with the best of them. But he said, you know, the Guardians came into town, and that is a team of young dudes who are looking to win a baseball game and, like, ruin your day. And the, and the White Sox haven't felt like that all year. Well, Terry Francona has always been known as a player's manager. That's what he's been known to do. He's been known to rile up the players and get them to do things that they don't even know themselves they can do, right? Get the most out of your player. Find what it is that makes them tick. That's what you're supposed to do as a manager. I don't know that Tony La Russa has that in him. I'm sure he did, and he's a legendary manager, and this takes nothing away from what he's done in his career. I'm just not sure if he's at that point in his career now to go into that room and command the respect that it deserves. That job deserves respect. Yeah, it's, I would love to find out, you know, I, it's, it feels, it's weird. I know Tony was an easy target for a while, uh, mm. and you know, he, he has a hall of fame jacket. So you start spinning yourself in circles, but yeah, I mean, that becomes the thing that you, you kind of hone in on, right? Like yeah. if I, I, you name all those players and you know, not all of them had their biggest year. And then you start doing that conversation. Like if, you know. If, if those guys all had career years, would we be talking about Tony La Russa at all? Or would we be saying, he did a pretty good job this year, right? Huh? Right, uh, it It's the manager's conundrum. But, yeah, I mean, what a... They seem to have a clear path for the most wins in the AL, and they won't even be at the dance, and the Orioles could finish with more wins than them. Um, unreal. But also yeah. the beauty of sports, right? That's the whole point. That's the whole point. Um Peter, I also final thing because I and I didn't prep you on this and oh good maybe I, love these. I know that's that's where yeah. you at your best but I know you will have a well put together opinion on this it's the only reason I put you on the spot here we go the Kansas City Royals 
mm. where you still have a lot of juice. Um, and one of the more respected guys around baseball when I've when I've talked to people, uh, Dayton Moore, hundred uh, percent is is out there. So I I just I know you have some royal connects. I would just love to hear your thoughts on the on the situation on the whole. Well, Dayton Moore in himself was the reason why I signed with Atlanta. He was the one that gave me the contract. He walked me around the complex. He also revived my second career in Kansas City, gave me an opportunity to prove myself again. And we have a wonderful relationship, and he's been great for that club. But I also do think that maybe it was time for him to move on. He did an amazing job throughout the rebuilding with drafting and forming that World Series championship team. He was the architect. You know, there was some frustrations when he left Atlanta um, because everybody in Atlanta thought that he was going to just take John Scherholz's place and step in, and he went to Kansas City. And he did what he did in Kansas City, and it took longer for it to, for it to happen in Atlanta, but it eventually happened. So there's that connection as well. But I just think that you know, whether it's the philosophy that needs changing or whatever it is, something needs to change in the royal system for them to to be as good as they should be again. I'm interested to see the next steps because I, I know, you know, especially before this season, you know, baseball is a sixth sport. Nobody had the Orioles win in this many games. The Royals seemingly had a path to something. Um, mm. Bobby Witt Jr., I, I know he's your guy. Obviously, Salvi's come back and looked like Salvi after, after being injured. It's pitching. All, all those young pitchers, Brady Singer, it looks like it, it clicked uh, at about the second half of this year so that's exciting but at at the same time um you know a couple of guys I think they were hoping would take the leap didn't happen and um yeah I mean great baseball town and all that so it very interested to see where they where they make their next moves because it was fun man I mean some of their outside of the box and one a talking baseball cult favorite episode we had Jason Kendall on wow on, holy he, crap dude yeah he is an he is one of the greatest human beings I've had the pleasure of being around. I think my face the whole episode was like just stunned. Yeah. Like my mouth was kind of open. Like I, I think he had a, a dipper and a natty light and I think it was like <laughs> 9 a.m. And it was just like the whole time it felt like I was getting punched in the mouth with incredible baseball information. It's beautiful, isn't it? Um. <laughs> What a, what a legend. Um, well, Peter, best of luck to your Royals uh, for the next few years. I know Royals fans are happy. I know, I know. I feel like Royals fans felt like there needed to be some sort of change, and the announcements were that they're moving, shifting more analytical, which, sure. you know, it can be good, can be bad. We'll see how that turns out, but it depends on how much they dive in. But I think that the decision had to be made, and I think it's a good one. And uh, a lot of times in sports, there's there's good people that – it, you you need a change. You need you need a shakeup. And uh, I, I, I've, he feels like a guy that will be involved with another team fairly soon. No, well, I don't want to put if that he wants out there. to. If he if wants he choose, to, or yeah. he may do something outside of baseball too. He's very he's very invested in the church, so it could be something outside that that pulls him away. Gotcha from the game. Gotcha. Okay. He's done. He's there's not a lot that he has done or hasn't achieved to this yeah. point in his baseball career. So maybe it could be uh, something that fires him up again. Okay. Okay. Peter Moylan. Uh, Jake Story. Any time I get to spend with you and our godson, BBD, 
DVD. It's a nice day. Um, anything good this weekend? I'm off, so I'll let you know. Ooh. Hopefully, we can uh, hopefully we can take down the Phillies, and and I'll be very happy. Uh, send some pics. Thank <laughs> you for coming out of the bullpen on short notice. Always ready to go. Spikes Always. on. Yeah. Spikes on, and we uh, you know, for the talking baseball faithful and people that love Peter Moylan, we'll uh. If if the Braves have a tough go in October, hopefully we'll we'll get him up for some live streams and stuff. Otherwise, he's just he's too damn important in the building. Rings. I missed out on a lot last year. I missed out on a lot, but I did get a World Series ring out of it, so you it kind of made up for it. <laughs> you did get a World Series ring, um, Peter. Thank you, everyone. Go follow Peter Moylan on everything. Maybe go check out. I know I've watched it a couple times now. Peter Moylan and Spencer Strider. Uh, just good content. Thank you. The future of content. Um, and farm to fame and anywhere you see the big smile, the big eyes, and his the love. The big teeth. The big teeth. <laughs> uh, Peter, thank you. BBD, thank you. Uh, Trev is camping. John will be back. We just love you. Anytime. You know that. And if I don't read comments, so if you didn't like it, I'm not going to hear about it. Even better. Two weeks till playoffs? Jake sucks. <laughs>